morning, good morning. Uh, take your child to work day. Why take don't you? Take your work day. So Jules is here for the huddle. Can we say hi? Hi, <laughs> good job. And Jules is getting his molars in, so his thumb has not left his mouth for like five days. You got to learn to take care of yourself. Yeah. You got to learn to take care of yourself. Great stuff. Good morning, good morning, good morning. One of these days, the person that you are handing him to should actually join you. I would love to have Gabby on the huddle. I don't know that I'm going to be able to convince her. To do that, I'm feeling huddler in the house. <laughs> She's closing the door as we speak. <laughs> um, so listen, man, what a great day yesterday. There's so much to talk about. Um, let's do the sports thing, okay? Well, first of all, hold on. Shout out to Sistel yesterday. I see Michelle is here. I see Melissa is here. Fantastic leadership call with you guys yesterday. Keep up the great work there. And then shout out to the GOTB accountability call. Another right, absolute so banger of a session. Then we will go there. Uh, Shay, show me what that looked like. You and I got to share the screen yesterday. Yeah, I might do that more often, actually. That was a lot of fun. Well, <laughs> I got to tell you, you know, I had dinner last night with my dear friend, Jim Levine, and his wife, uh, Melissa, which is always a treat. They're fantastic. And he like said, so how's it going? And I shared your text to me and all of us were crying at the table. <laughs> As grandparents do, man. It was yeah. uh, parents and grandparents. For those who want to know what Mark said, he sent me a note after we worked together. And it was something to the effect that I love being on the screen or on stage next to you. And he called me the goat. I'll start crying again. Uh, finish, finish. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, I, 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 since you talked about the three C's, I want to make it a point to, you know, congratulate, celebrate, and, and do all those things. And so I wanted to let you know I appreciated how much I enjoy the opportunity to be next to you. You know, I mean, I don't think I'm short of any ego when it comes to presenting. I think I do a good job when I speak, but when I get to do it with you, there's always something that I take away. There's always something that I learn. There's always a little, a little nuance to something that I'm like, damn, that's really good, you know? And so I just really appreciate those opportunities. Uh, that's what happens after you do it for 40 years. It's like, yeah. you know, the repetition makes you good. But for me, a recognition coming from you, I've watched you build and build and build. And I'm, am I allowed to share the news that we got yesterday? Yeah, I think we're going to do it like officially probably later on. But yeah, I'm going to be a TEDx speaker. So uh, <laughs> the, the work, the hard work, the payment, the, 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 the dedication, the paying it forward, all of that stuff, paying attention comes to fruition May 20th in Boca. You get to and I will tell you, and I said this to you when I, when I found out yesterday. First of all, shout out to Cindy. She's great. Yeah, thank you. Great to, to us. You know, Cindy has been a significant part of my world for a really long time, but I'm an author and I'm a Ted speaker. Took me 40 freaking years to do that. Right. <laughs> Mark jumps in the seat, author, Ted talk, boom, in three years. Yeah. So, good, Super good. excited. So thank you to Cindy and thank you to the other committee members who were a part of that sisterhood event that heard me speak that uh, all thought it would be a great idea for me to be a part of that panel. So I think I'm actually going to be the uh, cleanup hitter. I think I'm going to be the last one in line 
on that event. It's May 20th and we'll have more information about it when it all happens. I got to turn the paperwork into Cindy today so that they can officially put me on the panel. And uh, it's going to be an awesome experience. All right. So um, speaking about performance, because we are in a performance based world. Yes. You get paid when you perform well. Yeah. Jimmy Buckets, man. <laughs> the, guy is, the guy is, the guy scored, the, what is it, like nine, uh, 96 points, close to 100 points in two games, or 98 points in two games, and has carried the heat through that series. And uh, just amazing. They were down 16 going into the fourth. I was not awake for it at all. I woke up this morning at 4 o'clock to all the text messages from Jake and Aiden, and I was like, no way. <laughs> like, I, I, I could not believe because the first time I wake up at 3 30, 4 o'clock, go to my you know ESPN app, boom, I look and it's like crazy. Can't wait to go to it. And I see the basket that ties it up, and yeah. that referee should be hung. Right? <laughs> oh my God. I've ever seen in my life. It was like, get the fuck out of my way. Like, he throws the guy out of the way, goes up and gets it. He's showing that guy, he goes flying, man. So that's, that's for sure a case of the official watching the ball and not his zone. He's watching the ball be inbounded. He doesn't even see it happen until Jimmy touches the ball. Very crazy. Very, Fantastic. Very crazy. Uh, there's Melissa, who's uh, back live in the huddle. Um, do we have the videos that we shared through Instagram this morning to talk about? Yes, we do. I've, so so culminating all of this stuff about performance, I want to prove, because I was on this as well, you know, you're not always going to perform great. How you deal with failure is very significant. I think that's what your TED Talk is going to be yep. about. You're on this theme. LeBron owned it. Yeah. Oh, we're playing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> first five games have gone. LeBron, it just seems like if AD has a strong offensive night, you might not, and vice versa. If you do, he hasn't. Um, is that coincidental? Uh, has that been from the, the Grizzlies, their defensive schemes? Uh, did you explain that at all? No, we just uh, haven't put together two performances together, but – you know, we still have put three uh, team efforts together to be up 3-2, and that's what's most important. It's not about, um, you know, what AD and myself are doing. It's about how we can win basketball games. And tonight I was shit, um, and I'll be better in game six. So that ownership at the end of that of saying, I was shit tonight, I didn't play well. If you listen to Giannis's post-game press conference, he gets asked point blank from the reporter, was this season a failure? And he gets so upset that he would ask him that. He goes, failure? He goes, if you don't get a promotion at the end of the year, was the year a failure? He goes, you set goals and you try to do things. He goes, success is stepping stones. And this was a stepping stone on the way there. Michael Jordan played for 19 years or 15 years, whatever it was, and he only won six championships. But the fact that he is not willing to own and accept the fact that this year is a failure for the Bucks. You can't be the number one seed and get bounced in five games in the first round and not look in the mirror and go, guys, we let ourselves down here. You have to own that. And to me, that's a big red flag, or that's something that I would want to address in my locker room of saying, look, we did a lot of great things this year. We can't deny any of that. But let's not dance around the fact 
that this is a problem that we should talk about and deal with and stare it in the face. And this is true of every organization. Forget about sports. Every organization, how you deal with failure or not performing up to standards. They didn't even get a shot off at the end of the game. Right. I mean, like, you have the most dominant player in the league. And he throws the ball away almost, man. It was like, what are you doing? You guys, right. you guys froze. You guys choked. You did all of the things. You didn't show up when you needed to show up. So, uh, and so the danger of that is that if you don't own that as a failure, if you don't stare that in the face and go, mm, I gotta, then you're just going to avoid it and ignore it. And you will repeat the same mistake. You'll do it again. And so like Christian White says, successful success mindset, failure is not an option. I actually say failure is the only option. Only option, right? Because if you don't fail, then you're not really trying. And if you're not trying and failing, then you're not learning. And if you're not learning, then you're never going to get to actual success or you're never going to sustain success. Like the Bucks have won a championship. They've done it before, but will they do it again? I don't think so. I mean, so, uh, I, I had my coaching call with Brendan Neef yesterday. It was just great. And we were sharing some quibbles back and forth. And he said he heard a quote, which was like old thinking was you do something until you get it right. Right. And that's bullshit. Once you get it right, you got to do it over and over and over right. and over. Yeah. <laughs> right. You don't stop when you get it right. You know, it was like we went off laughing about that for a while. So yeah. lots of great stuff. Today we're going to focus on another very cerebral, great mind, bald-headed dude, Seth Godin. Stick around, wake this thing up, Shay. And Shay, I know you tried to slip in that baseball shit. Don't do that. <laughs> played, played over a thousand games in the minor league. He's made his debut at 30 plus. What is a great story? Somebody else shouted. I think Lou shouted that out. Drew Drew Maggi. So shout out to him. Rich, who has been consistently here, you get a, a big mark for attendance. You got it right, dude. That's exactly what the quote was. They do things till they can't get it wrong. So, so he says, amateurs do things till they get it right. Professionals do things till they can't get it wrong. Amen. Great quote. Thanks for sharing that, Rich. That was awesome. All right. So we're going to focus on Seth Godin. If you don't know Seth, then you came to the right place because most of the learning that I do comes from other people. Shay, we're going to do Seth. So that would be a clue to put up the Seth. <laughs> thank you. I'm not sure what's going on today. Uh, so um, thank you, uh, Seth, for saying these guys are on the ball. We certainly are. So he puts out a daily newsletter. Little quip, quick read. I'm going to read three of them. And I'm going to start the conversation with this. He sends this out, avert your eyes. There are things we avoid looking at too closely. If we looked, really saw what was happening, we'd have to change our minds, admit, admit we were mistaken, 
refactor our priorities or take action. And it's frightening to do that. So if we don't see it, we feel safer. Yeah. Give me some, give me some love, man. Well, so yeah. So that I think the thing that you've been talking about a lot recently is the FOFO, which I think that is like that is the elongated version of that exact metaphor, that exact phrase, which is the fear of finding out, the fear of finding out that things have changed, that there's new information, that even if you were right at one point, you're not right anymore. And, you know, I, that, that to me is the most glaring experience of that in my life was at Florida State and being a part of the end of Coach Bowden's career and just watching how we were not willing to look at what anybody else was doing and go, hey, what we're doing worked in the early 90s, but maybe it's time to change. That was a decade ago. And, you know, you you watch the fall of that entire organization and that regime in order to be brought back. We had to look at what everybody else was doing. We had to take the Nick Saban model. We had to say, hey, this is no longer working and, and really look yourself in the mirror. And that's what we were talking about with Giannis. You know, like if you don't look yourself in the mirror and own the fact that, hey, let's look at this in depth. Let's really dive in here and go, wow, look at all the mistakes we made in the last three minutes of the game. That's our fault. And if we don't own that and do something to change it, we're just going to do it again. And there's no way for us to be successful. Yeah. So, so for me, you know, I, I look back at eight years ago when I sat down and Shay and I did this, went through every keystroke and said, hey, what are we doing on LinkedIn? Because there's something here. Yeah. So my curiosity took over, not my fear of, wow, there's something else coming. And I remember learning it, being astonished, which I'm still astonished by the power of it. And then, you know, people would say to me, wow, you're like really dedicated to LinkedIn what happens if LinkedIn goes away? And I said, I would just find the next thing. You know, like, yeah. like LinkedIn didn't exist, but now right. it does. I'm not going to ignore that it exists because it might go away. I'm going to squeeze that lemon as hard as I can squeeze it, get what I can out of it. And the proof is in the pudding in terms of the deep relationships and the content and all the sharing. It's spectacular. And, and you've seen this, especially on every, every social media platform right now, and, and I've seen it through the years that I've been working on LinkedIn, is the same stuff doesn't continuously work forever. You got to change how you're doing it. The message, the fundamental, the consistency is all there. But if you're really like right now, the thing that's working the best on Instagram are Instagram reels. And I was not doing that. And I watched the traction, I watched the, the performance of my marketing go down. And so then when I decided to change and started to implement these new tactics, same philosophy, same message, same consistency, but I'm doing it in a different way, I'm watching it come back. So that idea and that philosophy, I point to football. It was the same thing in football. You don't run tackling drills the same way you did. Like I had this conversation with Gabby. When I was 12 years old, playing tackle football, every Monday, the entire practice was dedicated to hitting drills. That's what it was called, hitting drills Monday. And all we did was slam against each other. Nobody in their right mind would do that with 12-year-olds anymore. The game has changed. The information has changed. So you have to admit that, all right, 
what I knew is no longer what's really still valid. I need the new information. I need to make a new decision. Yeah. So, you know, new information and, and it's fascinating for me, the more people I get in front of who don't have a process or not willing to take a look at anything new. So if you're one of those people, here's a plug, get into that, uh, or have a virtual coffee with us or, or go to uh, GOTB. The next one is a, and this is the theme where he's going new decisions based on new information more than ever. We are pushed to have certainty, strong opinions, tightly held and loudly proclaimed this mob mentality. And then we when reality intervenes, it can be stressful because at some point it's not easy to say I was wrong. Right now, you and I working together. How often have you heard me say I was wrong? A lot. A lot. <laughs> A lot. Okay. You know, <laughs> I'm loud and screaming and going crazy. But the fact is, I don't know until I know. You know? Right. So I can live with the information I have. I can make the best decision I can. But then, you know, we introduce Sarah to the mix. And I'm like sitting there going, don't let this old dude stand in your way. Because <laughs> what you're talking about, you know, like, you know? She's like, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, very cool. That's yeah. <laughs> you know, so so this idea, you know, is, this is a part, know, yeah. One way forward is to rename the moment and change the story. Um, instead of saying I was wrong, it's time to make a new decision based on new information. Yeah. So you don't when have I, to own wrong, you can just say, I'm more informed now. And I loved what he said there. And then I like to me, like, come on, no, like slam people in the face and be like, if you're afraid to say you were wrong, then something's wrong with you. Then like, there's an issue with you and we need to talk about you as a leader and your ability to be transparent, to be authentic and to own your decisions. Right now you could say, I still think I made the best decision I could at the time. But either way, it ended up being the wrong decision or it led you down this other path. And now we have new information. So let's go with it. You know, that to me is. I mean, you can apply this to everything in your life. You know, people used to smoke and it was glamorous to smoke. Well, we have new information now. Like, I feel like walking up to people who are smoking a cigarette and go, what do you need to learn? Like, it would help you change your decision. Um, Shay, we we have a special guest in the house. The doctor has made a house call, Dr. Dan Kaufman. Good morning, Dan. Great to see you here. Coming to us live from New Orleans. Big, big day. Or actually, he may be in Kansas City. He may be there for the NFL draft tonight, which should be uh, pretty spectacular. Lots of fun stuff coming coming your way. Um, I want to play the song that... uh, uh, Jake played the other day. I kind of knew it, but I didn't know the word, but I think it makes for great motivational music. Gimme, am I wrong? They all do. If one thing I know, 
this road of mine, this road that I go home, so am I wrong? Thinking that we could be something for real. Now am I wrong? For trying to reach the things that I can't see. That's just how I Jake and I have played that song very loud in the car, cruising down 595, uh, having a great time. We were doing that. We were cruising, had the top down. He throws this song on, and I'm like, "Like that's is that a new song? That's really like great. No. <laughs> it's an old song, but it's a great oh. song. My favorite line from that song is, I'm not trying to do what everybody else doing. Just because everybody's doing what they all do. Like that to me. It's an anthem. I think it's it, an it anthem. Is. Because I can choose <laughs> another way. Right. <laughs> oh, and I'm like, that's not the fucking statement for my life. I don't know what is. No, no, final point here. And this has nothing to do with anything to do with Seth or anything to do. It's just the way you choose to live your life. If you wake up listening to music, all of us have a favorite song. All of us have something that when you put that song on, it changes the way you feel. When you feel good, you play good. <laughs> so, you know, listen to Dion, man, because he is so spot on. You know, the folks at Bank United thanked me for sharing that Dion Confidence video. Uh, but he's putting out amazing content. We talked about it yesterday. Confidence, consistency. Lori would love it because it's all C words. But uh, there you have it. There's another daily huddle. I'm going to tell you something. It's nice to be on the show with just you. <laughs> <laughs> well, these fucking people coming every morning. I uh, love it. We, and we will not be just the two of us tomorrow because tomorrow is another huddler in the hot seat. Uh, I'm excited to have another guest on the show. So do you know who that guest is? I don't actually. I have not looked yeah. at the schedule. Who is okay, it? You can be very, very happy. Shay, would you please tell him who it is? Miss Nikki Upshaw. Oh, fantastic. So oh, Nikki have a great is, show tomorrow. Nikki is a senior executive vice president or some major title with uh, Norwegian Cruise Lines. She gets business. She gets sales. She gets philanthropy. She's going to be talking about how she's involved with the Cancer Society and our friend Lainey Jones and all of those folks. So make sure to tune in tomorrow. Here's another female powerful leader who I am so thrilled is in our orbit and she'll be here tomorrow. So y'all make it a great day. Let's get down to business. I'm up, please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. My friends keep telling me to leave this. So let's get down, let's get down to business. Let's get down, let's get down to business.